AutoZone. AM570 in LA Sports Icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Peterson. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on AM570LASports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue on. Fred Rogan, Rodney P. on AM570 LA Sports. Uh, coming up this hour, Rich Hammond of The Athletic jumps on. Rams getting ready to take on Arizona. About ready to stick a fork in Arizona. Oh. And then Kyler Murray took off a running. <laughs> and that changed the ball game, didn't took it? Took off a running. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He ran about a marathon in that game, Fred. That, that play he scored on? Yeah. That was mind-boggling. That's the player of the year so far. It's definitely play of the year. You know what it tells me? Don't let him run. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Fred, let me ask you this. Don't you think that every defensive coordinator in the league, when they play Arizona, goes, don't let him run? Don't, just don't let him start don't moving. Don't let him run. Don't, don't let, let him run. run. Yeah, he might yes. He might cause some problems for the Rams on Sunday. Well, he's done that in the past. Yeah. You know, uh, even going back to, well, even, well, last year was more of a pounding that they put on the Rams early in the season. Yeah, they did. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he's, uh, it's kind of damn if you do, damn if you don't, because he is, he's not just a runner. Um, if you do what a lot of teams try to do, oh, oh we'll just keep him in the pocket so he, he can't run around. We won't rush him. Uh, be very effective throwing the football. I think it's the, his ability to throw the football with accuracy is very underrated, very underrated. Um, if he need, if need be, he could be he could be a pocket passer and stand there. And if you if you don't rush him, you he can pick you apart. So he's not just a runner; he's a very efficient passer as well. Yeah, but don't you just try to block the passing lanes? Put your hands up. You try, you try, but obviously he's been in, he's done a great job his whole life. Uh, basically finding lanes and finding lanes to throw through around um and and he's, he's because he's had to do it he's had to do it probably since high school you know that he's had to, to find those lanes and being a shorter quarterback it's it's definitely not uh it's not advantageous but he's showing the world that you can uh you can be very effective it was there ever a time where you played guys that were so enormous i mean you're a big guy but you played guys that were so gigantic you just couldn't see you you had no idea. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm I'm you know, I'm small when it comes to uh, NFL standards, but six well, um, three. Yeah, so it's it's difficult, you know. And the hard part for quarterbacks is not that you know you get ball, balls batted down because everybody gets the ball. I don't care if you're six five. A lot of guys that are six five get ball. A lot of balls batted down all the time. That's not that's not the uh, that's not the issue. The issue for for quarterbacks that are on the smaller side is the vision problems because most, first of all, most offensive linemen are 6'3 and above. And then the defensive linemen, especially defensive ends, are 6'4, 6'5. So, yes, the vision of seeing downfield is, 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 is difficult a lot of times, especially if you're trying to throw things over the middle of the field. It could become an issue, which why you see – you know, uh, Kyler Murray and guys like Russell Wilson, you know, moving around inside, outside the pocket more often than than just standing right there. All right. Uh, we'll get into the Rams coming up here in a bit. But now we need our daily spirituality. Oh, yeah, we do. We really haven't branded this any type of week. 
I believe on Monday, words of wisdom from the Queen. We're all happy that's over. Also, uh, yesterday, well, I didn't mean I didn't mean her life, Freddy. I meant the words of wisdom. Oh, wow. I, I needed. To, I'm sorry. I needed to clarify that. <laughs> Please clarify that. I, I don't want anybody. I do know what you meant. Yes, okay, I good. do want to know what you. Yeah, meant. I mean, you know, God rest the Queen. Yes. yes. Uh, and then yesterday, uh, a fitting, an emotional haiku paying tribute to Maury Wills. Yes. So today, uh, we don't know what is on tap. We but, don't. But to it's find Thursday. out. And well, I'm sure we'll have a sumo update as well. You know, a we major better. injury. Had a major injury. Did he do a, a, another TV sumo update for you? He did not. No? He did not. No. There was no TV update last night. I think we. I, I think one appearance during each of the tournaments will be enough for Vic. Although we're trying to yeah. work on some things for Vic for TV too. Yeah. Which hopefully will start a week from Sunday. Oh, on sumo? Not on or sumo. other things? I want Vic to do a, a weekly haiku. Oh, yeah. And we're going to run it on, on Going Rogue. On, on TV? Yes. The visual? Yes. You're going to get the visual? Yeah. But we, uh, we're we like three you set weeks. up the cameras? No. He's oh. going to send it to us. Well, you know what? Let's just oh. bring him on. Let's bring him yeah. on, and let's just sort it out right now. Yeah, let's do it. Here's Vic the Brick with the Daily Haiku at 2. Vic, good afternoon. He's loving his sumo more each day, todos los días. That's Fred Rogan. Having the time of his life. All right, now, Vic, we need to work this out. And, you know, Rodney makes a good point. There seems to be some confusion about what we're going to do. Let's work it out right now, okay? Okay. All right. So you're going to start sending me a haiku. I don't need it for this Sunday. But next week, any day you guys want to record the haiku, send it to me. Okay. All right. It should be like 30 seconds. Just come on, say hello. Give it let the me, big haiku. Let me coordinate with my executive producer, my beloved bride, Yuko Sakamoto. Yes, yeah, she, she, Yuko. She's very involved in the production, Rodney. I've already seen one yes. of them. It looked great. Oh, you have? Yeah, we've, we've done a test one. Oh, if you could get the visual, you yeah. filmed it? You filmed it? Yeah, Vic, Yuko recorded it. Here's the thing I would say. Uh, you need to be a little tighter. When you do it, stand like you did. It was fantastic. Everything was great. The high. What do you mean wonderful. when you say tighter? What do you mean, Fred? You got to be a little bigger in the screen, Vic. It was shot a little, uh, a little wide. Okay. Listen. Oh. I uh, just want to make it perfect. Yeah, it's going to be perfect. And we were supposed to relaunch well, Vic, going rogue. Vic didn't and... fill up the screen. No. Say? Right. We had a lot of background. We want more oh. of it. You didn't want the background? I don't mind the background, but Vic needs to be more present. He's got to be bigger in the picture. Less bamboo and more of, uh, of me, I guess. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, okay. I swallow my ego if I can put more bamboo into the shot. No, I know that. I know. And it, it was well delivered and well done. You, do you have a gong at the Zen Dome or no? There is a gong. All right. Oh. At the end of the haiku, Even get better. the gong. For TV. Can you Let, hit the gong at the end of the haiku for TV? I am going to gong it out, Fred. Okay, good. Good, good. See, we were supposed to relaunch Going Rogan three weeks yes. ago. A whole new look. What happened? Well, there were some issues. Okay. The we issues should. were we have an entirely new music and graphics package to try to change the feel of the show. 
but yeah. because of some staffing concerns, uh, we really couldn't get the new graphics ready. And as a matter of fact, I showed Kevin the graphics this morning. Kevin, what do you think of the new graphics? They look great. It's a very look different excellent. look. Yeah. A little edgy. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. it. All new, all new graphics. You know, the other ones you were say like... say edgy, Kevin? A little bit. Well, compared to yeah. what we had. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of brings us into this century, which is nice. <laughs> and we have new music. Uh-huh. Brand new music, too. So it's going to give it a whole different feel. And Vic's going to be a part of it. Will there be new graphics with the challenge? No, because the challenge graphics and set was upgraded last season. So the challenge, uh, and Josh Furman, who who has uh, Instagram, I think it's, I can't remember what the hell it is, Josh Furman, over L.A., or he flies this drone all over L.A., and the yeah. video is spectacular. And we use that in the wow. challenge, uh, and we're going to use a piece of it in the new Going Rogan, where Nina Chantel is the voice. Oh, this is your girl Nina Chantel? Right. Your girl Nina Chantel okay. is, is the new voice for Going Rogue. And all of that will happen a week from Sunday with your haiku, Vic. So next week, I need it. Fantastic. Okay. Good. Now we worked it out. And talk about Fantastico in the pocket where he was total poise and total clarity. He threw over the arms, through the arm, side arm, slinged it. Rodney Pete. Do you like football? I don't like that one. My mistake. Oh, no. The guy just came here to hit dingers and have a good time. Not me. His quest for content. Relentless. It's Kevin Figgis, y'all. <laughs> Come on, now. <laughs> Why? And do you like good music? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, Ronnie Facio. Live at five on Channel Four. A king flavor. Hi. The sumo gets more Hi. exciting every day. It's day eleven, everybody, from Tokyo, Japan. Oh yes. yeah, oh yeah. We had two Richie, two wrestlers tied at the top, Tamawashi and Hokuto Fuji. We're both nine and one. Hokuto Fuji. But then t- they had a. Mano Imano, and it okay. was all Tamawashi. So Tamawashi wow. is now alone at the top. Tamawashi. He's nine at ten and one? He's ten and one now, Tamawashi. And good news for all Wakataka Kage fans. Sure. Eight consecutive wins for Waka. So he went from 0 and 3, where he you know he lost his first three matches uh last week. He's yeah. now eight, eight and three. It's kinda like the Raiders are right now. He started Started slow, and then rebounded. Just Yuri Curry, baby. Just frontal push-out, baby. What? Yuri, Yuri Curry? The guy that Yuri played Curry. for the Ducks? Yuri Curry. Yuri Curry was, yeah. Yeah? He played for the, the Ducks? Training camps are open. Who knew for the Kings and Ducks? Yeah. For, talk about this frontal push-out, Vic. Uh, Yuri, Yuri Curry. Uh, it's one of the most uh, used... And perfected moves because everyone has a frontal thrust. So when you thrust someone out of the dojo, it's called Yuri Kiri. Yuri Kiri, frontal push out. Yuri Kiri. A standard move. Okay. Learning. As am I, Rodney, every day, I am a devotee. Yes. 
Dodger fans, get your tickets now. Tomorrow morning, Dodgers.com slash postseason playoff tickets are on sale. I know you mentioned it earlier, Fred, Fred Rodney, but this, as you say, do it as quickly as possible because these tickets are going to be crazy hot. On sale tomorrow, 10 a.m. Oh, yeah. Dodgers.com slash postseason. And nobody's making us say that, by the way. We don't have any reads here on that. We're just no, telling vital you. energy. It's vital. We understand. If you want to go, I would get the tickets quickly. If you do, if you delay, you go, ah, now we'll go now. They're going to be three times as much. The, the days of uh, the NLDS at Dodger Stadium, October 11th and 12th, and if there was a game five, it'll be the 16th. It's going to be an incredible postseason. And yes, it was a lackluster last couple days, but going to give some love to Mookie. Set a record last night with his 35th home run. First L.A. Dodger ever to slug 35 homers and 35 doubles in the same season. I'm crying because we got Mookie. Mookie mm. continues to be in a great zone. Yes. And don't forget Julio tonight. Sensational oh, yeah. matchup. As David yes. Vesey uh, alerted us, Cy Young implications. Yes. Because the Snakes are throwing Zach Gallon. Yes. Who's 12-3. and three, you know, two point whatever ERA against Julio, who's having a, a Cy Young season. Without seventeen doubt. and seven. They better I, give it to him. Yeah. I mean, after they enough, snubbed enough him last already. year, didn't give him no love last year. No Only twenty game winner. Only twenty game winner last year. Now lead the league started. in ERA. Then he tied for the league and wins. Come on, what are we doing? Give Julio some love, man. Give him some love. Absolutely. And Come tonight on, at the stadium. Tonight Do your thing stadium. tonight, Julio. This should, this should wrap it up tonight for Julio. Let's wrap it. If he beats Zach. Yes. And, you know, throws his usual incredible seven innings. Maybe one run. Th that's been his... His consistency has been so magnificent. Off the charts. Magnifico Julio Urias. And a lot of love tonight for Tommy Lasorda at the stadium to honor the great Lasorda. It's the inaugural Tommy Lasorda I Bleed Dodger Blue Award will be oh, yeah. presented tonight before yeah. the Dodger Diamondbacks game. It'll be given to a member of the community who displays okay. that pure Lasorda love, the Passione Corison for the Azul. And the first award will go to legendary LA City Councilwoman Roz Wyman. Yes, my lady. Roz, big shout out to Roz Wyman. If you don't know who Roz is, you better look her up. Because Roz is the reason Dodger Stadium is where Dodger Stadium is. She is the one that convinced the Dodgers to move out of Brooklyn and to come here to LA. And Chavez Ravine was Roz. She was a councilwoman then. Roz Wyman made that happen. But she's still not a councilwoman, is she? No, 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 no. She's since saying, retired. And how she's old is Roz? Retired. The way Vic described her, I thought she was yeah. still sitting on the council. Well, she was no. 22 at the time. Yeah, There's she so was much a young woman at the time, yeah. she did her thing, boy. She made it all happen. 
Look up Roz Wyman and her accomplishment. She Roz is, is a great, tremendous lady to this day. A good, dear friend of mine. And a big shout to Roz Wyman. 91, yes. Fred. She's 91. 91. All right. And she still, you know, comes to games from time to time. She is a season ticket for tonight. Yes. She gets the first annual I Bleed Dodger Blue Lasorda Award. Ronnie, hit me. That is beautiful. You know, the great Lasorda loves Sinatra, and Sinatra loved Tommy. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're right. Tommy Zordalora will be giving the I Bleed Dodger Blue Award tonight to Roz before the game. And yes. You know, and accepting for Roz will be her grandson. Accepting for Roz will be her grandson, Eugene. Oh, Eugene. My man Eugene, Eugene will be accepting the award. Beautiful. Roz and uh, Roz's son, Brad Wyman. Good man as well. But Eugene, the grandson, I believe, was going to be accepting the award on behalf of Roz tonight. Of course, the great Lasorda. And his beautiful wife, Joe, lived for over 68 years in the city of Fullerton. And they oh, yeah. are honoring Tommy today with a fair on Pomona Avenue. Oh, wow. So it's, it's Tommy would have been 95 today. Mm. The great Lasorda. He's a king, Lasorda. Yes, he is. We love Lasorda, man. He was the ultimate character. Oh, my God. If you... I mean, yeah. a lot of us were able to be in his presence and just hear him tell story after story after story so vividly. What an incredible man he was. Loved life. Grabbed it. He loved to eat. wrote it. He, he loved amazing. to eat. Oh, my God. Every time he would do uh, shows for us at Channel 4. You know, 100 years ago. We were the ones that started post-game shows in this market after network events. We, uh-huh. we did them first. First one we did was the Tommy Lasorda post-game show. Uh-huh. We brought him as our baseball analyst. And, uh, you know, we paid him. And trust me, he got paid. That was another thing about Tommy. Tommy oh, got yeah. paid. <laughs> Tommy gonna get his money. Yeah, he got his money. Tough negotiator, Tommy. But he got paid. And uh, then he'd wrap that up and go, okay, I'll be there. What are we eating? <laughs> what are we eating? Yeah. It was always, what are we eating? It's manja. Tommy, what do you want? Let's try that. And he wanted it. That guy could eat Italian food. I'll yes, he that. could. Boy. Yes, he could. He could power it back. <laughs> power it? Yeah, he could. He was hilarious. The great Lasorda. And of course, it all... Rolls back mm-hmm. to the haiku. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you, Frank, chairman of the board of the Great Lasorda. And this haiku is for Tommy. So you, you wrote this yourself? Yes. Okay. So it, this actually, is Actually, I'm actually just <laughs> quoting Tommy. Okay. So this is not anyone's week. It's not the Queen Week or anything like that. This is homage to Lasorda. Okay. All right. It's a Tommy. You okay with that, Fred? Absolutely. Okay. On, on this Thursday, September the 22nd. Yes. Tommy said, if you don't love the Dodgers, there's a good chance you may not get into heaven. Feeling you, Tommy. 
The great Lasorda. Yeah. One of the many things he said. That's true. I thought you were going to say, if you don't love the Dodgers, you can go to hell. But no, you can't get into heaven. Okay. That was a softer way of saying it. Yeah, softer way. But we knew what he meant. Yeah. We, we, we always knew what Tommy meant. It's lit. Stories lighting up the sports headlines. Brought to you by Jacob and Ronnie. Suffer any kind of personal injury, there was one guy to call. We're telling you because he's our attorney. Rodney and I have both called him, and he's helped us both. Jacob and Ronnie. Accident or injury, call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. Well, good news if you're a Dodger fan, and especially if you're a Clayton Kershaw fan. He spoke with Dylan Hernandez of the L.A. Times in his most recent column that was posted just a couple of hours ago. And uh, Dylan asked him, hey, how are you feeling going into this year? You know, you've been... You got off to a really good start. You got injured, but you've been on the comeback trail here towards the end. What are you thinking about coming back for another season? And Clayton Kershaw told Dylan, he says, I hold the right to change my mind, but as of today, I think I have at least one more run in me. So as of right now, it sounds like Clayton Kershaw fully plans on returning to the Dodgers next season. Well, I thought he was done after last season. A lot of people did. But you know what? I think he's got another one in him, too. Why not? You know he's not going to be healthy the whole year. Yeah. That's a given at this point. Right, right. But the way the Dodgers do it, they need him when they need him. And when they've needed him, he's been really good. Rodney wouldn't surprise me if he came back. Not one bit. And by the way, he's pitching as good as anybody right now. Um. So, no. No. When you're feeling good and it's working for you, you know, it's not like he's falling off a cliff and you kind of know no no he is he is dealing every time he takes the hill he is dealing out there and extremely competitive and winning games so i get it to the wheels come off fred curse the 122 his slider has been amazing this year it's been so effective since he came back he has been one of the best pitchers in baseball. My brother Bob is Kirsch's biggest fan. He predicted a fabulous season from Kirsch. And Kirsch has had a tremendous campaign. He wins clutch games since he's come back. He's hitting the corners. The curveball, slider, whatever you want to call it, has guys buckling. Fastball, he's got the heat. He looks fantastic, and there was no fiercer competitor in baseball, or maybe in sports, than Clayton Kershaw. I love his ferocity, his iron will. I mean, let's face it, he is an incredible ball player. I don't want to just pigeonhole Kershaw until he's a pitcher. He's a ball player, man, and he's such an integral part of the Dodgers. He's the heart and soul. You go, Kershaw. Come on now. Some good news on the injury front for the Clippers, who, by the way, open camp this weekend, and their first preseason game is actually next Friday. It feels like the NBA season just ended, and it's back again. But uh, Lawrence Frank, uh, the president of basketball operations, uh, today announced that uh, Kawhi Leonard uh, participating in his first five-on-five matchups, you know, actual full squad runs for the first time in a long time. I mean, it was June 14th of 2021. This is when he, you know, when he last played in that playoff series against Utah before injuring his ACL. 
So uh, they said he's feeling great right now. The plan is uh, they want him to participate in everything. We know Kawhi Leonard and how he handles his injuries. He generally does not come back and does not participate unless he's feeling 100 trillion percent healthy. And it seems like at this moment in time he is, and he'll be uh, ready for the start of the season, Fred. Well, he's had time off, so he ought to be in good shape. Uh, no wear and tear on his body other than recovering from the injury. I'll tell you this. And we talked to Dan Wojcik about it yesterday, Rodney. Uh, yeah. I think they're going to be very, very good. And for whatever reason, I think they're going to stay healthy. Ooh, you're I, predicting health. I, I I am. And I don't know why Look I am, you. but I think they're going to stay healthy. I think they're going to be really, really good. This could well, be their year. Well, that's just it right there, though. Right, Fred? I mean, we, we knew this, that if they are, if if they stay healthy... From a roster standpoint, they're as good as anybody. Better than yeah. most. Yes. And, and and the key is just being healthy. And if and if both of those guys, you know, the, the and we saw Paul George step up his game without Kawhi last year. I mean, he put the team on his back on many occasions without Kawhi. And if you have both those guys healthy throughout the season, um, extremely dangerous and it could be the best team in basketball which is keeping them together and keeping them healthy um because when they're on the court at the same time those two together along with the the rest of the supporting cast are pretty good and pretty tough to beat i love Kawhi and and the approach by the clippers in that they let him heal from the torn acl on Kawhi's time and they handled him with of course a lot of care and let Kawhi heal on his terms because remember that's what created the rupture with the San Antonio Spurs many years ago when the Spurs and Kawhi you know had the friction over the the healing and they were on separate separate tracks and Kawhi was very upset with the Spurs organization the way they handled it but the Spurs have been brilliant the way they've handled Kawhi, letting him heal on his terms, on the Clippers' terms. Fabulous medical staff because now they got, you know, Paul George back from the elbow. They got John Wall in the mix, you know, to compete with Reggie Jackson at the guard position. They're deep. They got a lot of talent. But you get Kawhi going five on five in Vegas next week, then they play the first uh, exhibition. I would be, I'd be very careful though still with Kawhi. And I think the Clippers are going to be. Every practice, looking at Kawhi, and that's the smart thing to do, making sure the day after how he responds, you know, to, to all the uh, the action on the court. But that's great news that Kawhi is back. Come on now. And that's what's lighting up the headlines. Kevin's been great. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. 
So go to trylifemd.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. If you lead the league in interceptions, could you be the best quarterback in the league? Matthew Stafford could easily lead the league in interceptions. But if he leads the Rams to the Super Bowl, does that make him the best quarterback? Well, let's hear from Rich Hammond next. Hey, Lisa Fox here. When not getting benched or thrown out of a game, they're on the radio with you. You're listening to Rogan and Rodney on AM570 LA Sports. Oh, yeah, baby. Let's go. Let's keep it going. On a throwback Thursday, Rodney beat Fred Rogan. Weekend is almost here, Freddie. You know it. And that means it's time for football again. Rich Hammond, host of the 11 Personnel Podcast from The Athletic, joins us. All right, Rich, good to talk to you. Uh, Is there any concern about the number of interceptions that Matthew Stafford throws? Yeah, uh, well, if if it's throwback Thursday, I mean, we we can go back uh, quite a few years on this. I I, I don't think it's a a 2002, uh, excuse me, 2002. It might not be a 2002 question either, but it's certainly not a 2022 question in terms of what he does with the ball sometimes. And uh, we've seen this pop up. Uh, To answer your question directly, I would say yes, it's always a concern. You don't want to turn the ball over. I've been listening to Sean McVay talk for five years now, and the one thing that he consistently says is, uh, if I, I could probably quote him directly when he says that uh, other than the score, there's no greater indicator of who wins or loses the game than the turnover battle. I'm pretty sure I heard that about 25 times over the last uh, five years or so. And he's right. And he's right. So you, you, you always want to take care of the ball, and that starts with the person who has it in his hands the most, uh, and that's the quarterback. So you, you just want to see him make good decisions with the ball. If you throw it in certain situations, and, and a DB makes a play on it, or it goes off somebody's fingertips and ends up in the other team's hand. I mean, there's some things that you can't control, uh, but it's the decisions that he makes with the ball uh, that, that really concern you sometimes. There's been a couple of those. There's been a couple ones where he maybe had some bad locks. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's certainly always uh, at the top of the list when you're talking about Matthew Stafford. Yeah, and it's a fine line, right? It's a fine line of um, you know trying to make a throw, trying to fit it in a tight window, um, sure. and being overly conservative, and you know, I think sometimes you got some quarterbacks out there that are overly that was overly conservative and more concerned about not throwing interceptions rather than you know taking a few chances from time to time. I think Aaron Rodgers was criticized from that of a, of a, in the playoffs. Not I think even last year of uh, throwing the ball away or checking it down or not not taking a chance on certain throws. You know, you kind of and Matthew Stafford's kind of been that gunslinger type of quarterback over the years. Um, and and uh, so you kind of got to live and die with that. Do you think you do? And is... I think, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about Sean McVay too. I, I yeah. think you, you're not talking about a conservative coach either. Along with Correct. what you're saying there, Rodney. I mean, it, it's a quarterback who takes chances, and it's it's a coach who play caller who isn't afraid to take chances too. So I, I think all in all, you know, Sean McVay will live with that balance. I mean, the plays that Matthew Stafford makes when he takes those chances, uh, you know, <laughs> very much uh, are greater than, than any interceptions that he throws. But, but you don't like to see it, all things being equal. You still don't like to see some of the decisions that are being made. But, but you know, the number of wow throws and the number of plays that are made down the field, I, yeah. I think all in all, more than, more than balance out some of the mistakes that are made. No, I would agree. I would agree with that, and I would take that uh, more so than, than the guy that throws one interception throughout the season. But, 
uh, doesn't have more than 10 completions over 10 yards. I mean, I, I would take that all day long. Do you think there's anything to um, to his elbow or his injury in these first couple of weeks as you've watched him? Is there any effects that you think that he's having with his arm? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you'd probably know better than, than I would from, from watching him, you know, visually. I, I don't really see anything. Uh, I, don't, I don't think there's, there's been some talk this week about, you know, the explosive plays down the field and, you know, why the Rams aren't hitting as many of those. I, I think a lot of that is the way that they were being played, especially when you look at Buffalo in, in the first week. They were not, not going to give them anything uh, deep. So, the, you know, the Rams took what they could get and tried to game plan uh, around that. So I, I don't see that as, as, as anything with the arm, with the elbow. I, I don't know. I'm not in Matthew Stafford's head. It's hard for me to know you know, how he feels after every throw. But, but there's nothing obvious to me. I mean, I, I think people maybe want to ask that question or draw that line. Oh, are they not, are they not having those 30-, 40-yard plays because of Matthew Stafford's elbow? I don't necessarily think so. I, I think that's the way that they're being played. I think that's maybe the way that they, the game is being called, the way that receivers are able to, to get open downfield. But, uh, but it, it's certainly worth watching. I, I'm not saying it's a non-story, guys, by the way. I'm not saying, like, oh, we should never talk about Stafford's elbow because it is something that we need to watch and keep an eye on. But I'm just not necessarily sure I would I would draw that line right now. Well, however his elbow is, I'm thinking he's going to be slinging it big time on Sunday. Arizona has the second worst ranked pass defense in the NFL. They're giving up 300 yards a game. Uh, I don't think they've yeah. got a sack or an intercepted pass in the first two games, Rich. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, in these games, and, and uh, Sean McVay loves going up against Cliff Kingsbury too, and then just throwing the ball around. Like I remember so many of these games uh, where where that ends up happening, and and really, it's it's the play for the Rams right now too. They're the, the offensive line, a little bit of shambles here. They they've had some injuries. They're still trying to piece that together. Um, running back situation. They got Cam Akers a little bit more involved last week, but they're still trying to sort that out. Uh, as but on the other side of the ball, or the other side of the offense, you know, they got Allen Robinson involved last week. They obviously got Cooper Cup involved. Tyler Higby was in there making some plays. So you, you saw that pass game start to get some momentum uh, a little bit last week after a pretty dismal uh, opener against the Buffalo Bills. So certainly would not surprise me to see Matthew Stafford back there, you know, get the ball out early in case that offensive line is a little bit shaky. Uh, you know, get, get some quick hits, some slants, some outs, whatever it is. Uh, to get that ball moving down the field, and I'm sure, knowing Sean McVay, he will he will try for a couple of those deep uh, deep balls too, because I'm, I'm I'm sure he's hearing about it this week. Yeah, and I, and I think also, Rich, it is natural to have a little bit of a hangover after winning the Super Bowl, and and your off season is a little bit shorter, and the off season goes to a bunch of celebrations, and you tend to, you know, subconsciously uh, relax a little bit. Um, but I also and I, and I also think Buffalo is the best team in football right now. So uh, that first yeah. game of any indication, I think it's it's not shocking to me that that Buffalo did what they did. Um, that being said, what what concerns you going forward uh, with with the Rams and can they, you know, get it going and get back to Super Bowl? Because my thing is that they are a good football team, but there are certain pieces that they've missed, meaning especially yeah. the offensive line. Uh, you know, there's not Whitworth not coming out of retirement. And, uh, and so that, that's an issue that's going to be an issue all season long, but can they overcome that? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, you, you look at the Rams as constructed, and you put the 22 on, on the field, and you say, that, that's a great 22. The, the problem that happens is when you get injuries and, and you have to start plugging these guys in, 
I mean, that's where the cracks start to come in because the Rams so top-heavy with their salary cap. I mean, paying these guys the big bucks, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, it's fantastic to have those guys on your team, but where it hurts you is you can't, uh, you know, you can't have that depth. Maybe you can't have those guys who are kind of your middle-tier guys who are ready to step in. So that's when you start to get a little bit worried, as you said, Rodney, when you see the cracks on the offensive line. Now they've got. They're down two guys there that they have to fill in. The secondary is another issue. I mean, now with Troy Hill going out uh, for perhaps the entire season, but at least a, a big part of it, uh, then they've got to fill in some gaps in the, in the secondary. And, and you're playing these teams that love to throw the ball, like Arizona and the rest of the NFC West teams. Uh, so that's really where the, the, the problems, the questions start to come in, is can these guys step in and and play well and if they can i mean hey you know kobe durant comes in uh cornerback you know makes an interception makes some good plays uh the offensive line the guys that came in alark jackson goes to, to guard plays pretty well for for a guy playing uh, that position uh really for the first time yeah. in the nfl so you know the, but those are the questions those are the problems that, that are going to pop up and, and they have to show that those guys can step in and and do that consistently Rich Hammond, 11 Personnel Podcast. As always, love the information and appreciate you coming on. My pleasure, guys. Take care. You too. And we're back to wrap things up right after this. Hogan and Rodney. Rodney Peace. An athlete. Rodney Peace. A father. Rodney Peace. An L.A. icon. Rodney Peace. And this guy. Red Rogan. <laughs> AM570 LA Sports. Make sure you check out our Instagram at AM570 LA Sports to hear what Justin Turner said about wearing his special cleats inspired by Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. By the way, you should check that out. It is a great story. Year after year, Children's Hospital Los Angeles ranked number one in California for treating kids, providing world-class care to every child who needs it. Visit chla.org to learn more. Ronnie, Kevin, great work. Really appreciate it as always. Rodney, let's get back here tomorrow and wrap up the week. Right on, right on. Less in court cases, keep them guessing. Plea bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Cost me more to be free than a life in the pen. Making money off of cuss words, writing again. Learn how to think ahead, so I fight with my pen. Late night, down sunset, like in the sin. What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell to live and die in LA on bail. My people say. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.